0: So verse 3 we'll go back to chorus one. And then. There. So after chorus two, it builds, 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 and goes back to chorus one? Um. Well, it, it'll all be like in the same way saying. Bridge. you're saying. Because you were like, build, 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 and then you were like, like a broad, Oh, yeah, so, yeah, don't worry Instead about it. Instead of instrumental, it goes I guess technically, I guess technically bridge two is like, you could go to the, I don't know. Well, I all I, I really just think that's bridge one twice. I never even thought about bridge two there. But it's bridge one twice, and then goes into this last chorus, uh-huh. and it does that little repeat there, and then the last... <laughs> the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion, the fellowship of his Holy Spirit be with us today. Stay awake. I think probably every preacher would probably have that wish as he preaches on a Sunday morning. Stay awake. I had a gentleman a number of years ago whose name was Richard. Richard. And he would sit in the first, second pew from the front. And the minute I started to preach, his eyes would close. And he did it every Sunday. And I knew him pretty well. And so I I thought I could approach him. And I said, uh, Richard, I said, are you sleeping? And he said, no, I'm resting my eyes. Well, this is no time to rest our eyes, because we're in the midst of a great and wondrous time, not only in our personal lives, but in the life of the church and of the world. This is the beginning of the season of Advent. In the dictionary, the meaning of Advent, the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event, The arrival of a notable person. Well, who is that notable person? Jesus, right? Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I mean, we have in front of us here an Advent wreath. Probably, maybe some of you have Advent wreaths in your home and you use them for devotions. Uh, Well, guess what? Today, you're you're in it because you get to light the first candle. This is the first Sunday of Advent. Each of these candles represents a Sunday. And of course, as we light them, we're progressing and we're getting closer to the lighting of the center candle here called the Christ candle, which normally is lit on uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And sometimes these candles, uh, different congregations have different meanings for these candles, but basically they remind us of the time that we're in and the season of the year, blue, Purple is another color that's often used for Advent. That's a time of readiness, of getting ready. This pink candle here, this outlier here, is uh, kind of from years and years ago when we used to uh, have this system, the pericable system in the church where the reading for the third Sunday in Advent was from Philippians, I believe, and it focused on the word joy, rejoice in the Lord. This is known as the candle of joy, Again, we're getting closer and closer to the celebration of Jesus' birth. In fact, the whole sanctuary today is really, isn't it marvelous when you came in? I was able to be here last Thursday, and I came in, and I looked, and wow, I was just overwhelmed. Because to be quite honest, I wasn't really thinking too much about what's ahead, only what was ahead for me that day. And when I came in here, it struck me. God was getting me ready. And you know, that's what he does. When we're not ready, God gets us ready. There might be some of you here this morning who are thinking, you know what, I'm not really, man, I'm not excited about Christmas. I just can't get excited. I'm, I'm just not there yet. Uh, and maybe sometimes we face Christmas with the idea, I wish maybe... It would get over soon. Sometimes if, if we've experienced the loss of a loved one, maybe a spouse or family member, uh, or maybe a brokenness in our marriage, and those Christmases come around, it can get kind of hard sometimes because we have memories. There's a lot of things that can get in the way of our celebrating the birth of our Savior. But the whole season of Advent is, is really intended to help us get ready. And to help us get ready for the birthday of Jesus, which of course is Christmas. To help us get ready like today, just to receive him in his word, right? And then finally, to help us get ready for his second coming, when he comes again. And that'll happen. And we're going to talk about that this morning. And that's why we need to be prepared. We need to be ready. And Jesus offers us that word today in Mark's Gospel where he talks about uh, you know, the landowner, the uh, tenant, uh, the owner in going to return to his home and who's watching his home needs to be ready to receive him. Well, I'm excited this morning to ask you a real personal question, and I have a couple children in the front here, so I'm going to be able to ask them. Guys, how are you getting ready for Christmas? What's happening right now? Maybe in your house? or He should preach. He's opening his Advent calendar. Whoa! How many of you could say that for yourself, opening your Advent calendar? Yeah. How about Christmas tree? Not yet, maybe, but coming? Okay. Anything else you're spending time, like, in, with boxes or paper or bows or ribbons? or Yeah, there we go. It's going to help mom wrap presents this weekend. There's all kinds of things that we do to get ready for Christmas, you know? And it usually involves a lot of planning. It usually doesn't just happen automatically. Uh, we think about uh, we want to be ready, we want to celebrate, and you know how quickly Christmas comes and what? It's gone. It's over. Well when you think about Jesus and His second coming, it's over. Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. In other words, what? God is God. He's eternal. He's forever. And his people, his people, who believe and trust in him, well, they're forever with him in heaven. And that's what we often say is, the best is yet to come. And so today we want to focus just briefly on getting prepared, getting prepared. I wanted you to think about just three words. The words are the promise, the present, and the preparation. So the promise, the present, and the preparation. Well, let's begin with the promise. Uh, Well, count on it. Jesus is coming back, right? I mean, he says that throughout the New Testament. He talks about uh, coming back to judge the living and the dead. In other words, he's going to come back and return. And it's going to be a final day of judgment. It's going to be a day of celebration for those of us and all of us who believe and trust in Jesus. We're all going to be raised in high fives and saying, man, to God be the glory, amen. I can't wait. Heaven's my home. But there's also going to be a group who's not going to celebrate. And that's the millions and millions of people who have denied him and have not accepted him in faith. Even though God loves them and loved them in his son Jesus, they said no. And they were not ready. Too many things were in the way. You know, about Jesus' second coming, and he will, Mark says it this way in verse 32. About the day or the hour, no one knows, not the angels, nor the Son, only the Father. I re- that is a tremendous, tremendous uh, amount of information, I think, that we need to just think about for a moment. Who created the world? God the Father created the world, right? That was the mission of God the Father. We believe in the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons but one God. And God comes to us in three different ways. He comes to us as Father. He created the world. He created us. Jesus' mission and purpose was what? To save the world, right? <laughs> Salvation. That's his his area of expertise. And the Holy Spirit, well, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, what's the Spirit of God do? Well, he brings us faith, into faith in Jesus Christ, and helps us sustain it. We're brought to faith in our baptism. And God promises to sustain us. It's the spark that gets the fire of faith going. You start to warm up and then you become an intense fire. On fire for Christ. But Jesus says here, at the end of time, when he comes again, well, that's not really his uh, purview to know. Of course, he's God. But the point is, the Father is the one who brings an end to the world. And no one knows the day, the time, the hour, the second, But it will be over. This fallen world will be over. And God will bring into existence a new heaven and a new earth as it's described in the Bible. Heaven, that relationship we have, that perfect place full of God's glory and grace. No tears, no suffering, no sorrow. Eternal joy forever and ever. Everyone satisfied, everyone filled, everyone perfect. Wow, that's what's to come. But until that point, well, we need to be ready. We need to be ready. In 2 Peter 3.10, the apostle reminds us that Jesus will come as a thief in the night. You know what stealth is? Stealth, stealth aircraft, you know. Stealthy. All of a sudden, he's on us. Whoa. All of a sudden, this, this thing that we look at that's, that's so real to us, you know, the, the sky, the earth, and all of our surroundings, all of this stuff is going to be gone? Well, it's fallen wow. stuff. And God's going to be bringing into existence a new creation. And so we need to be ready. It's going to happen as a thief in the night. And in 2 Corinthians 5.10, as we said, Paul reminds us here, everyone will appear before him in judgment. And that's why for Christians, boy, this is exciting. This is a day of celebration. It's not a day of fear. It's a day for us to say, thank you, Jesus, (laughs) for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for accepting me even though I'm not worthy of anything. How about that for a gift? We all get special gifts at Christmas, and we all, sometimes we're pretty overwhelmed, sometimes we don't expect it, where we're sort of said, how often do we say this sometimes, we get a gift from somebody, you shouldn't have done that. The gift of Jesus for us, our response Thank you, God, for doing it. Thank you. And even thank you doesn't get it, does it? But God knows our heart. He knows the joy. So as we prepare for the coming of Jesus, the celebration of his birth, his second coming again, we know that it's going to happen. It's a promise. I mean, we're ready. Secondly, there's the present, not just the promise, but also the present. In other words, we exist in the present day and age now, today. By the way, what is today? December 3rd. Gosh, you guys are good. Days go so fast. <laughs> I say, what, what day is it? Especially when you retire. Some of you, when you retire, you know what I mean. The days go so quickly. You just, what? December 3rd, the present day, now, this moment, this second. Well, we're waiting, aren't we? We're waiting for Jesus. We're waiting for Christmas. How many days before Christmas? Is this the third? 25th? 22. Bill is sharp. That's why he helps me. 22nd. You're right. 22 days. I used to deliver newspapers when I was a little shaver, probably, I don't know, 12 years old, something like that. And in our local newspaper at the bottom, it always said, how many days till Christmas? Boy, I I was, I was looking at that every day, counting it down, you know, Christmas. Are you counting it down? Probably some of you are. I mean, how many days till Christmas, right? But are you counting down how many days till Jesus comes again? Because you know what? That's even more important celebrating his birth, acknowledging him as the Savior and Lord of our life, and he's coming to bring us home. And that's going to be a grand and glorious day. But as we wait, it's a struggle. Things get in the way. Just like when you try to prepare for Christmas, I'm sure there are things that come up, you know, oh boy. We talked about spiritual gifts in Bible class today. And you know, The gift of hospitality, you know what I mean by that gift? That means we all, some some of us have that and some of us don't. It's like, I can just, I'll just, I'll tell you what. This afternoon, I'll just drop over to your house and see how things are going. Whoa! No, you said okay. I can help. Help doing what? Oh, no, never mind. Okay. But you know, some... Some of us are not quite that willing to receive people that quickly and we get stressed out. It's got to be everything perfect. That's the gift of hospitality. The gift of readiness. Of being prepared to say, Lord, whenever, whenever you drop by, whenever you come, I'm, I'm okay with that. Because it's, you know what? It's going to be Unaware. It's like a thief in the night. I mean, it's, we're not going to... Now, there are signs. Signs in the sun, moon, and stars. Signs in the world. Jesus talks about the end of times. He talks about wars and rumors of wars. I guess we have to wait for that. Really? I would suggest to you that everything that Jesus talked about in terms of the end times and things that are going to happen have happened and are currently happening in our day. So this idea that, well, you know, that's thousands of years off. Not so much. We need to be ready. Or Jesus wouldn't have said it. He could have said, well, just take your time. I'll I'll see you in, you know, 5,000 years. No, he always talks about this sense of urgency. Urgency. But for so many, as we said, it's not on the radar screen. There's so many other things that get in the way. And what is the most important of the importance for us as Christians? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, get things straight in your life. Get your priority straight. My worship and honor and thanksgiving to God for Jesus Christ. Boy, that's first and foremost. I mean, All this other stuff doesn't matter. It's where do I stand in relationship to him. That's what really matters. We're fallen people. But we're also forgiven people. And that's what truly makes the difference. So in the present, we wait. And if we said thirdly, the preparation, we prepare. As we wait... We work. Now that might seem like kind of an odd statement, but you know, as we wait for Jesus' return, we're still involved in his ministry. Things are still going on. People are still to be reached for Christ. People are to be baptized. People are to be acknowledged as, as children of God and be brought into God's kingdom. I mean, there's, the work of the church goes on. Remember, all of this that we're celebrating here today, getting ready, getting prepared, It's not just about us but it's about those who are yet to be his. And I think you might know somebody like that. Could be a family member. Could be a relative. Could be a neighbor. Could be a distant friend. Maybe somebody you've been wanted to call and talk to and haven't for maybe months or years. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and I It's God's blessing through His Son, Jesus, in your life. Maybe some kind of testimony like that. I don't know what God's going to do in your regard, but He's going to do something that you might help others get ready as well. As Paul says in Romans, we're ambassadors for Christ. We represent Jesus, and what a powerful time to do it at this time of Christmas. You know, I believe truly God opens doors. You've probably heard me say this before, I know you have, but God opens doors when we least likely expect it. You're going to be doing a lot of shopping. You're going to be doing a lot of visiting. Maybe you're going to maybe you're going places, concerts, whatever. Last evening, we, my wife and I attended the, well, it's called Mad the Mad Madrigal. You've probably heard of the Madrigal. They, it's a choral representation, really. A uh, of uh, getting ready, well, I would say for Christmas. This was a public high school and there were testimonies and Christian hymns, and the name of Jesus was mentioned. Wow! Woo. I got all excited. I about got up and said, Hallelujah! Now, we should take that for granted, shouldn't we? It should just be part of everything, right? Well, it isn't. It isn't. But it needs to be. The name of Christ, the name of Jesus, needs to be shouted to, from the mountaintops. I mean, this is what it's... This is what our life's all about. Matthew 5, 16. Jesus' words. Let your light shine before others that they may see your, in your life me. It's really what he was saying. Let your light so shine before others that they may see Jesus, me, in you. By your smile, by your touch, by your acknowledgement, by your hand. These are all opportunities to witness for him and help others get ready. And as we are so busy doing our work, we want to watch. We want to watch. No sleeping. Lose focus when you sleep. We all need seven to eight hours of sleep. I know that for our human bodies. But I'm talking about, let's don't categorize Christmas off here somewhere and set it on a shelf and say, well, once a year. It's every day. My wife would tell you, I love to play Christmas carols all year long. Now, I do have some family members that don't appreciate that. But when I'm alone in my car, the little drummer boy just goes wild. I love, I just love Christmas carols. It, it just helps me focus again and again on celebrating the birth of Jesus keeps me awake. God's word keeps us awake. His sacrament, Holy Communion, keeps us awake. Our prayers and our relationship with him, our talking with him keeps us awake. Our serving others in his name keeps us awake. We need to stay awake. Mark 13, verse 36. Boy, boy. Pretty clear words here from Jesus as he mentions this story, but also in our personal lives. Do not let him find you sleeping. I say to everyone, watch. Stay awake. Stay awake. And let your light shine. And my prayer for all of you today is as you prepare to celebrate Christmas and when Christmas comes... To rejoice in the greatest gift of all, God's gift for you and me, life and forgiveness forever in heaven. Jesus, may it fill your life with joy to overflowing, that others may see Jesus in you. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, hearing God's word today, we want to now respond uh, with the confession of our Christian faith.